0: Have you heard me talk about GapArborSupply.com? That's not much of a surprise because, well, first off, they're one of my sponsors. But do you know how they became one of my sponsors? You might think they called me up and said, hey, we'll pay you to put our name on your podcast or website or whatnot. Well, that's not how it happened at all. I actually found out about GapArborSupply.com through some of the climbers that I follow on Instagram. And one day, ZigZagMan said that they were having a deal, so I chose to give them a go. Man, am I happy that I did. I bought from them and was super impressed with their customer service, the pricing, and all the benefits you get from the other companies out there, really. What did I get? Well, I got two-day free shipping on orders over $100. I got very competitive pricing. I found that when I called and talked to both Ray and Kyle, they knew exactly what I was looking for. They understood terms that were common in the industry. And on top of all of that, they had experience from talking to local climbers about what it was that was working, wasn't working, what might fit my style and what might not. They understand small tree service companies as well as large ones. So if you're looking for a supplier that understands you and knows how to help you, give gaparborasupply.com a go. If you don't find what you're looking for on their website, don't sweat it. Give them a call. They might have it in store. It just may not be listed yet on their site. You guys may not know this, but I had a podcast in the past and it was a fun thing to do. But it was a challenge to get my podcast to all the locations where everybody listened to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the such were just a lot of work to manage to get everything where it needed to be. Now, though, I found Anchor. Anchor is a one stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so that you can get paid to podcast. How awesome is that? Honestly, I'm really happy to find Anchor again because I love podcasting. I love talking about what I do and sharing with you all the things that I like to do as well. So if you're interested in starting a podcast like I am, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. And join today for your free podcast and become part of the community. I can't wait to hear what you put out on anchor.fm/slash start. Hey everybody, welcome back to Elevated Office. My name is Eric McGrew. This is season two episode, what is this? Episode nine, I think it is. a um, little confused. I've done like three episodes today, so sorry for that. But the good thing is, is that I'm actually having my first guest on the show, which I've been trying to get together with different people, but life's crazy. So today we have zigzagman.zr also known as Zach Richards, and he is a contract climber. Is that right, Zach? Yes, sir. And and we're going to talk just a little bit about climbing today. So... I have a couple of important things to talk or to mention about Zach for for um, you guys to know. One is that Zach was one of the first guys I communicated with and contacted with on Instagram when I started posting about climbing and all that stuff. Yeah. And he was nice enough to indulge me and help me out with some questions, which was super cool. And Another thing is, he's one of the reasons I am actually an ambassador of Gap Arbor Supply. So, so did you know that you were one of the reasons I am a Gap Arbor Supply ambassador? Well, I think I kind
1: of halfway figured it. Um, I know, I, just I know that I was one of the, I was one of the first guys that was actually like an ambassador for a brand and so uh you know as a result a lot of guys that i know that, that are in with gap kind of got in just because i was posting the hell out of it you know yeah uh i, I know i i spam I spam a lot some guys they, they say it to me but yeah that's that's part of it you know i just try to promote them they're good guys in there and uh they've always kind of taken care of me so i just try to do the same for them
0: yeah they're they're super they're super good guys um so, Zach posted, I want to say it was around <coughs> Black Friday or something last year, that, or this year, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they were having a, a sell, And I was actually going to shop with some of the other better known sites, you know? Yeah. And yeah, because you name. posted, yeah, I, I actually went and gave them a try. And then I posted about them on Instagram. And Ray said, um, I, and then I went and placed another order, and Ray was like, "Hey Eric, do you look at your account?" <laughs> I was like, "No, why?" He's like, "I want you to be an ambassador." <laughs> I was like, "Okay,
1: nice, dude." Yeah, and yeah, Ray's a good guy, man. He uh, he's been trying more and more to get into the social media market, and I, I think I think it's really helped so far, which is good for us, you know, because. We keep we keep promoting his business and and he keeps helping us out. So
0: yeah, and, and I've been trying to help him on the backside too. I've been trying to yeah. I think I think it works, man.
1: I, I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. It's a, anytime you're trying to get a new thing going. I mean, they're not like super new to the arborist industry, but new to trying to like uh, popularize it, popularize it is that right on social media yeah. and uh, and compete with some of the bigger companies. So. um, yeah he's he's really into the benefits of social media and yeah you know, and help helping climbers out too. so
0: yeah and and I mean, people understand this is but it is not a commercial for Gap. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a natural commercial for Gap because Zach and I really appreciate them like genuinely. Um, it's not because they they support us as sponsored. It's because they deserve it, honestly. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I agree. Honestly, they are everything that I had been looking for in a in a company that supplied climber and arborist equipment. Right? They yeah. they have knowledge. They're willing to spend the time to talk to you and, at, and let you ask questions and do research for. I mean, they're just upstanding people.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean to. Well, I hear a lot of guys say on social media about about them and maybe some of the other small ones. You know, it's like tree stuff used to be, and uh, I think that's I think that's pretty well hits the nail on the head because their gap is a uh, customer service oriented. They you know they try to try to be cool. They they know names of people that call in there and people that order online, and it's just more of a friendly a friendly type thing. And
0: yeah. they got
1: real climbers that work in there, you know, so.
0: Yeah, that Kyle helps. knows the stuff. I mean, Ray does too, but Kyle knows the stuff, bro.
1: Kyle was a, a a production climber for like 12 years, a really good one at that. I mean, like SRT and into all the modern stuff, but just overall, like, I mean, he's an athletic, good climber.
0: Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, that he helps, does right? Stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely. It definitely helps to to talk to somebody that was doing it for a living and who was good at it, you know, because he'd give you honest feedback on gear that maybe worked for him or didn't work for him.
0: Yeah, and he has, and he keeps his finger to the pulse, like he's he knows what kind of stuff is people are berating, like downgrading, but it's because they're not real smart about their use of it. You know, like you have those jokers out there climbing on stuff and they're like, oh, this is horrid. It's the worst thing ever. But like just talking to them, you get the feel like they don't really know what they're doing or they're just nuts. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought
1: about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. There's, there's some gear out there that uh, I've even I've recommended to people they try it out and they come back and give me negative feedback on it and they, you know like that's that's really why there's so many different options out there I mean every company's got their own take on different applications for different types of products and you know I just hey you know if you don't like it you don't got to use it and I don't even mean that in kind of like a like a tough guy where you know it's just no it's it's just there's there's other options out there that works yeah you know if you don't like this pair of chainsaw pants then you might like this pair if you don't like this rope you like this rope and you know it's it's just it's all opinions and there's a lot of stuff to do the same thing with
0: yeah and i mean that's why there are different brands right like that's why other things have been born is because yeah. The, the original one out there didn't didn't work for everybody's preference.
1: And so many different brands are, are successful, you know, marketing such similar products. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, I mean, how many different companies are making a carabiner?
0: Oh, like, dude, pretty much
1: they're and they're all almost identical. Like maybe one gate turns a little bit different than the other, but they're all almost the same, you know, but you yeah. can talk to climbers about it you know oh oh, this this carabiner sucks and this one sucks the only one to use and that's just the way it is
0: i mean and it's like little nuances that just annoy you as a person right like for me the the notch carabiners are affordable you know yeah the the grip on the gate it just like if you even my hands like when i'm climbing an aspen i get that chalky dust on them Oh, Man. you
1: see, you got it there. I don't have aspens out my way.
0: Yeah. So, like, um, Every
1: now and then, but not really. They're not, know? they're not indigenous to my area.
0: But what out there is there anything out there that the bark is like a smooth bark and it has a powder kind of on it like when you touch
1: a sycamores. It? Yeah, you might have sycamores your way too.
0: Yeah, it's, we don't have many sycamores sycamore. out here, but yeah, you know what I mean? You touch the bark and then it gets a powder on your hands and then yeah, you it gets try it all to over grab,
1: your climbing pants and stuff.
0: Yeah, and you try to grab like a notch carabiner gate and it just doesn't have that grip.
1: Yeah, um yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I've been, I've always been partial to uh, like rock exotica carabiners. Yeah, but,
0: dude, those are great. You know,
1: yeah, but for my, uh, for my system, um, I, I've really gotten into the DMM. They're called Duralocks. Like yeah. Quad locking gates. This. Yeah, those are. I really like them. I mean, they have big, big, thick gates that you can manipulate with gloves on. Uh, a little bit of a funky motion at first, but once you get used to it. Uh, for me it just kind of provides a little bit of an extra level of security because I've actually had uh, I've had the, the try locking gates on like petzels and rock exoticas open in the tree just really? like moving and rubbing along branches yeah you can you can mimic the motion pretty easily just by rubbing it along a limb a certain way huh. and uh, yeah it's just that was just me I mean should probably be more careful about the gates in my carabiners is rubbing against stuff but sometimes that's <laughs> not the case.
0: <laughs> so, Who has time to be careful?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we try to be, but, you know, if I can get <laughs> i it ju- I'm just makes it a little bit easier to to be careful or maybe a little bit more forgiving when I'm not.
0: Yeah, no. My, my type of gear. How long did it take you to get used to those quad locks? Uh, honestly,
1: not that long. You know, I, I like to play with stuff when I get it. So, you know, I mean, I was pretty well used to it by – the end of the first day that i bought it just because i i had it and i just kept messing with it and messing with it because i like to hear it you know snap closed and yeah whatever
0: yeah so, so i mean I'm kind understand. of obsessed with gear <laughs> no not you yeah no nah. so i hear that the gate's a little bit thicker right like in diameter it is
1: yeah um because it's like double sleeves there's there's two sleeves on it um so you you know you gotta it's actually like a reverse motion initially um, if you've ever seen them, it's, they're purple and green. So the purple one's the outside. You turn it back, and you mm-hmm. have to lift the purple. And when you lift it, you kind of catch, uh, like, a little bit of a, a, a gear for the green one. And then you actually go back the other way, and that's what lets you open it. But it would be a pretty difficult motion to do accidentally. Yeah. Which was kind of what I was
0: going for. Gotcha. So is that something that, like... The the thickness of that diameter does it impede your climbing much, or do you feel it on like your harness much, or
1: no, I, it doesn't bother me at all. I, once it's once it's locked on, I don't even notice it. Um, I guess if you're pretty in double rope, like I do a lot of double rope for removals, um, and so when you're advancing your tie in there, I guess I've I've heard complaints. They don't. It's hard to get used to when you're clipping and unclipping and advancing your line. Gotcha. But, um, you know, it's, it's like anything some guys are going to like and some guys aren't. For me personally, I don't really felt like it took that long to get used to.
0: Yeah, I, I was just curious. I've never used them before. You know, I've <coughs> seen them but I, and I've played with them. I, I want to say at um, Arbor Fest last year I, I was messing with yeah. season, But other than that, I don't think I've ever dealt with, you know, them really so i was just curious so what's your current setup right now what do you what is your like your go-to climbing setup currently
1: uh well i mean it just kind of depends on on what i'm doing that particular day you know today i was uh quote unquote pruning which is more or less a pre-removal like we were just removing like a super large lead off a beach tree um tree slated for removal but for now we needed to get this lead off that's hanging over his neighboring business so I was uh, not wearing spikes and I prefer single rope okay. when I'm not wearing spikes um you know I, I have the I, I don't like wearing ascenders with spikes so I'll just say that now I don't know why but I just I don't really like it um so utilizing redirects and things like that to get myself into good working positions when I'm without spikes and Lately, I've been on the rope wrench with a Yale Cordage Calamine, Mm -hmm. which is like Blue Moon, basically, but pink and purple. Um, I like the rope runner a lot with Ecstatic, so I I do like to change it up. But primarily, I go SRT when I'm pruning and uh, double rope when I'm doing removals. And none of that's set in stone, but, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty safe bet that if I'm removing something, I'm probably climbing double rope. Uh, So and then I go with the spider jack it's probably my favorite I I use the zigzag a lot too it's simple but um yeah I like the spider jack
0: so what's the deal with double roping with removals for you I mean why, why do you go specifically double rope for removals over SRT for removals as well well typically
1: when I'm doing removals I'm wearing spikes so um one is I, I don't like ascenders with spikes mm-hmm. and i think single rope is difficult without ascenders it is Um for sure. you know and uh, the reason i don't like ascenders with spikes is you know spikes like i wear geckos and the the tree gaps are angled out kind of kind of uh i don't know it obstructs the rope walking motion to where i feel like i'm going to spike my calf um. so i just I just don't even mess with it because I think that would be a terrible way for the day to end. If I spikes yeah. myself in the leg. That, um, that would be a bad and, way. <laughs> yeah. And, and with devices like the spider jack in particular, but the zigzag will do it too. If you're set up right, they'll self tend to where you can just pull hand over hand above the device and the rope will just, you know, just flow through the device, the device just eats slack. Um, I find it really, really easy to ascend a tree if I'm on spikes, if I can just pull hand over hand and kind of walk up the back side of the tree with the spikes. Yeah. Um, I can, you can either use your lanyard for a little extra support there if you need it. Um, and then and also when I'm moving out, cause I, I don't utilize redirects a whole lot when I'm doing removals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my personal preference. I don't want to have to um, keep track of too many different rope paths. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm watching... The, I do a lot of rigging, so I'm watching the rigging rope and i watch my climbing rope and I just find it easier to deal with uh, not redirecting. But, you know, when you're wearing spikes and a lanyard, it's easy... I think it's easy to get around even with a steep rope angle. You're just using your rope for balance. You're mostly in your spikes and lanyard. And it's it's nice to have that two-to-one mechanical advantage that you get from double rope. Yeah. Just kind of pull yourself around the tree. Um. And then also, when it comes time to take the top, I it's, it's really easy to retrieve my tie because it's always with me. I don't have to – you know, uh, not a lot of guys are base-tying for removals. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, if you're base-tying for removals, I think – and not anything against it, but a lot of times I think guys kind of revert to it because that's what they know. Yeah. Um, canopy tie – they might not know a lot of different canopy ties, but, you know, even if you're canopy-tying with a single line, you still have to – still have to be able to get back to that retrieval line and that's not always that easy sometimes so you know if i'm climbing double rope i can pull my tie in whatever i want and blow a top or move it around or or whatever i need to do
0: so what are you using for your tie in your you know your spar tie in or your top tie in for your um double rope system and removals uh uh, i have
1: a i have a pulley saver which is a great Friction saver for cinching off to a spar. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, if you've seen how the pulley, if you're not familiar how it, how it is, it's basically a loop on one end of the rope and a pulley on a prusik, a pinto pulley that you can adjust, and you can adjust it to be perfect so that when you pass that pulley through the loop on the end of the rope, it literally just cinches off like a running bowling would. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you put your moving rope system through the pulley. Uh, that's a that's a good good way to secure yourself to a spar. Uh, mostly I use a fimble saver, which is a Toifelberger's version of the ring and ring, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, one way to do that is to just pass the fimble saver around the spar and, uh, adjust it so that the rings are, you know, whatever, four or five inches apart. And then when you pass your double rope system through both the rings and pull it, it kind of cinches tight. Um, that's a lazy way to do it. I think, (laughs) um, if I... If I'm climbing with a zigzag or a hitch, and I, and I can quickly switch over to SRT, the reason I say zigzag or a hitch is because the other device I use a lot is the spider jack, and that's really not, there's no way to make that work for SRT. Yeah. Um, but if I'm climbing on a zigzag or a hitch, a lot of times when I get onto the spar, I'll switch over to SRT. Gotcha. And I'll shorten the Fimble Saver all the way. So, you know, the Fimble Saver is an adjustable uh, ring and ring. I'll Mm -hmm. shorten it all the way to where it's about six or seven inches long at that point and use it much in the same way that guys use the soft date. Like I have a soft date for a canopy anchor. Yeah. And I'll actually switch over to SRT and pass my rope through the big ring around the tree and through the small ring and then jam with a knot. And then I'm cinched. So,
0: yeah. And then you're only managing um, releasing and dropping down the cinch like a, a second lanyard, basically, right? I yeah, I can just, uh, I day. make it,
1: re- I make it retrievable. You know, i leave a little bit of a long tail on it. And, uh, you know, usually when you're negative rigging down, we're we'll going down whatever, eight, ten feet, depending on the diameter of the wood. So, yeah, I'll leave a, I'll leave like an eight foot tail on it and I'll just spike down with my lanyard and descend on my single rope system and yeah. then retrieve it, reset it, reset the rigging and, and move about.
0: Yeah so what i was saying though is when you're when you're blocking off the top before you get down to felling length you're you're just opening it up each time and moving it down like you would a a lanyard and then re-cinching right to your next work position
1: to my next work position yes um well no um maybe i think i'm trying to picture what you're describing um What I do, like when I jam when I jam the fimble saver, I jam it with like an alpine butterfly knot or something. Yeah. And I'll leave whatever length of log that I think I'm gonna take, that's how long of a tail I'll leave below the alpine butterfly. And that helps it be if you can picture it, it's a single rope system that's retrievable.
0: So you're doing you're you're essentially using it as a top tie each time and you're repelling down another 10 foot. Then you're grabbing it and opening it up and sliding it down to you.
1: Yep. And what's cool about that is I have a, a, a tie-in above me. It gives me a good balance point so I can uh, take my time, reset the rigging, you know, run yeah. the, the rigging rope through. And then most of the time I'm retrieving my system before I make a notch. So I'm, on really big diameter stuff, I sometimes will make a notch before I retrieve my system. But yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I don't know how loud it, I for a long time I didn't feel that good about that either. But on um, bigger diameter stuff, it's hard to believe that my weight pulling straight down is gonna make it gonna fail a piece of wood. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's a good I like that. Just, I'm gonna have to try that. I want you to make a video of that for me on Instagram because Yeah, what, I might do that with the fimble saver. Yeah, what I've been doing is I usually use um because well it's interesting we've talked about a lot of stuff through Instagram you know chatting and things but what's interesting is the fact that like you talking about why you double rope for removals has made me rethink because I don't I don't moving rope system anything like I am 90 strictly SRT yeah I'm like 98 percent SRT right but the the reasons you're talking about using it with a set of spurs makes me rethink it because I gaff my boot all the time. Um, rope walking. To rope walk. It's tough. And also on top of that, it would be easier sometimes just to pull myself up with the leverage of a pulley while I'm gaffing instead of trying to use... A lanyard or having to rope walk, like you were talking about. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I'm gonna try that, and I want to try this removable thing. But I'm assuming you're like making sure you shave off every nub as close to the trunk as possible, right?
1: Very much so. Um, yeah i I don't know if I'm a stub Nazi, so to speak, which uh, some guys claim to be, but um, when I'm rigging, I uh, I just. I, I could probably not count the number of times that I've had to descend 15, 20, 30 feet to get a piece that I rigged, you know, that got hung up on a stub to the left or, you know, it's just, yeah. just, just, just annoying so things scary. like mm-hmm. that. And yeah. And sometimes pieces are not that small, right? So yeah. there, you can't, it's not a matter of just going down and lifting it off the stub. It, it just becomes a whole nother project of going down and trying to cut it up and Sometimes I have to rig the pieces that I cut off the rig piece to (laughs) avoid damaging things. And I just, you know, learned through pain that removing all the stubs is the best way to do it.
0: Yeah. uh, You know, I've not had quite the experience that you've had with that. And I don't claim to, but I've definitely taken some big branches that were like over a house and you put a side notch in them. And you have a pulley that's pulling a block that's pulling the tip around. And yeah. you're using it as a hinge. And then it gets off the, the um, roof of the house and it snaps like you want it to. And what does it do? It drops like 15 foot and gets caught in a, a union of nubs that you didn't take off. And you're like, oh. And you got to go down there and cut it all off and not cut your rigging ropes that's holding the weight. And it, Oh, man awful
1: yeah yeah it can it can make for uh, a pretty you know frustrating experience when uh when you get stuff or or even retrieving friction savers off spars it will get caught on the one stub that you left yeah so, i could imagine that's it
0: yeah yeah I, I think that's what's kind of stopped me because i've always had this tendency to leave little nubs so that i could stand on them but yeah you know I don't think I really need to do that because like with at least the Arb Pro boots that I'm wearing the clipping steps um the shanks in the boot right in the sole of the boot are stiff enough that standing on spikes isn't really that uncomfortable
1: no it's not so bad when you have uh boots that are made for it you know I wear the Arbortech scaffold lights and they are they are amazing with spikes uh really they're yeah i i think i think they're strictly a removal boot or for groundwork they're great okay. for groundwork as well i they're not so great for pruning what do you they're not like really a, i have R Pro evos
0: okay yeah so pretty so, much
1: very similar to the clip instead
0: yeah so if anybody's listening that hasn't heard my recent podcast about um so oh i got to tell you this real quick zach before we yeah. get, I get into this um I was asked by like five different people to do a podcast on how I climb trees.
1: Okay, that's very general.
0: Yeah, and they <laughs> wanted to know how you climb, can't how I personally climb canopy trees versus like evergreens versus tall spindly trees, which don't get me wrong, I don't, I- I'm not making fun of the question because these are, they admit they're newer to climbing. No, I know what you mean but I, yes. so I'm not making fun, but do you know how challenging that podcast was to talk to myself about how I climbed trees?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, where do you even start? Yeah, I guess <laughs> we're setting
0: the line, right? I was like, Oh, I need somebody to talk to That's actually why I sent you the message earlier today. I was like, if I talk to somebody about this, it'll be easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do a lot of training for a company in Ohio. Um,
1: well, teaching newer climbers or guys with no climbing experience and yeah that's not that easy
0: yeah it's so there's so many nuances Mm -hmm. like so many little details that shift with very specific differences does that make sense
1: oh absolutely and i mean just like i like the spider jack but half the guys I know don't like it it's going to be the same for a newer climber you know what works for me when I was starting off is not necessarily going to work for them
0: yeah and just basic techniques like when do you stay on top of the branch or the lead or the trunk of the tree climbing out with spikes versus spiking the top and the bottom and climbing out the side versus monkeying up it from the bottom you know what I mean yeah. Uh, it's it's all well, Yeah, whatever. Whatever you yeah. can do, I guess. Well, you know, it depends on certain aspects too, like how steep is it? Um what other branches are impeding and all kinds of just nuanced stuff, right? Yeah. It's yeah, real easy to put in a this is what you do think. Um No,
1: I, I, I know I was I was self taught and you know I just had to figure a lot of things out and some things I just never figured out but (laughs) um you know point point being by I I I started working with a production company I already had a couple years of climbing experience and I worked with uh Derek Martin country boy PA you know and uh (coughs) yeah he's he's like you know you just got to get out there dude he's like nah dude I'm sorry you got to go higher you got to go out further yeah and just like you know it just constantly pushing me you know if I said a redirect you know what do you think of my redirect Derek I ah, you got I would have gone higher you know and <laughs> what if I take the top right here Derek no you got to go higher you know <laughs> what if I make this pruning cut right here you got to get out there further dude and it's just like you know just constantly pushing me and you know it for me my personal learning style it just really worked well because yeah. I'm really really competitive and you know, I was like, I'm going to be better than this guy, man. I'm telling you, I, I'm still not there yet. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's I'm good. Saying
1: that, but, yeah, but, it, you know, it's just it, that really pushed me. But not everybody's like that. You know, some guys need a lot of patience at the beginning. And, yeah. Uh, some guys don't. Some guys
0: are like, you know, I'm going to figure this out. Just leave me alone. Or whatever it is. But, yeah, yeah it's no. It's hard, man. It really is. And everybody's different. You know, like, just. Your physical abilities, the 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 speed that your mind assimilates the information around you, you know. Yeah, it's just all different for people. It is. It's it's yeah, a absolutely. challenge for sure. Um, I, somebody recently said something about climbing trees, and I and I was like, you know what? And they were specifically talking about you know getting into to arborist tree climbing, and and I was like, you know what? The thing is this anybody with a bit of money can buy gear and climb a tree like anybody that's true
1: no absolutely especially like big shots and all this stuff
0: yeah but to climb them daily and to remove large branches over fragile structures or high dollar you know drop zones to do it safe so you don't kill or damage yourself don't damage your equipment needlessly and definitely don't cause death or injury to people below you that's what takes skill
1: yeah I, I definitely does um, I mean it's a daily daily practice you know every time you do one something every time you rig a branch over a house and present it with different situations you get a little bit more confident a little bit better at it with each success um, yeah. Failures, <laughs> you know, you can learn from those as well. So, yeah, everybody has them. You know, some guys have been lucky. Like, I've been for so far, I should knock on wood or something, but <laughs> I've been lucky enough to not really like destroy any houses or anything like that. I've cracked some driveways and, you know, yeah, broken mailboxes all... and things like that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, thus far, I've, I've been pretty fortunate to learn from other people's mistakes and not my own
0: yeah well i had one instance very briefly that this guy had a little pump house because out here they have irrigation um yeah right right. so you have a little pump and it sits in a house that looks like usually a little dog house or something you know what i mean to protect it all right yeah and um he's like whatever you do don't hit the pump house and like (laughs) halfway through the day you know what i did I hit I chunked a piece of wood I should I should have I should have just I was in a bucket of all stupid things I should have just spun the bucket around and dropped it on the ground you know what I mean yeah and I was like no I can make it <laughs> I chunk it and I'm watching it and I'm like oh no and not only did it shatter the house but it totally busted all the PVC
1: oh oh, oh. And it all happened in slow motion, I'm sure.
0: Of course, you know. And like, oh, yeah. oh. But he was nice enough about it, actually. Um, so, it, it was out of season, so they weren't using it for yard irrigation or anything. And he's like, no, nah, it's okay. I, I, I was like, I'll pay for it, you know. I'll just – because it was my fault. I'll, I'll do it. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. And, um, That's cool. He's, yeah he was like you did such a good job on the tree don't worry about it I was like well I appreciate it but I am so sorry I was trying real hard not to and as soon as it left my hand I was like I did not have the strength to chuck that as far as I should have (laughs) as hard as you thought yeah you know I'll catch you off guard yeah Yeah, I know exactly what you mean um but real quick sorry real quick what I was gonna mention is if you guys are looking at boots um I would recommend looking at the Evo boots by Arb Pro versus the clipping step and here's why. Um, I've had an experience with the R-Pro that the strap, I mean the um, clip-and-steps, that the strap you're supposed to clip your knee ascender into. You know what I'm talking about? That- yes. Yes, it, I do. It, it snapped off on me. Um,
1: yeah, that- it happens to a lot of guys.
0: Yeah, the heads of the bolts shear off, and I just happened to be holding onto the rope, and it was my hand... My left hand was about at um, chin level, and when I stepped, in those bolts sheared, and the the strap failed, my face went forward, and I hit my lip on my thumb, and it busted my lip open.
1: Yeah, that sucks.
0: And and it's that's, like
1: that's one of those irritated injuries.
0: Yeah, you're right, and and it shakes you up a little bit. It like shakes your confidence a little bit. You're, you you know you know you weren't gonna fall. You know what I mean. But yeah, know, it'll, nah, it'll give
1: you a little bit of a... I've had, yeah. Very similar to when you, you think you're in a clean union and you oh, start yeah. climbing up and your rope drops three inches because you're over a sucker yeah. right
0: above the union. It give you a little scare. <laughs> yeah, well, there's another story about that, but I might save that one for another time. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it takes you a few minutes to sit there and you it have is. to like sit there and, and like regain your... Composure a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... the moral of the story is: our the R Pro Clip and Step boots really aren't, in my opinion, for the clip and step feature worth the money. But they're good boots for climbing in. I just run them with a foot a foot loop now.
1: Yeah, I have a I have a Haas knee ascender, but I have the one with the incorporated foot loop. Yeah,
0: I've That's got the just... one with the carabiner.
1: Yeah, I thought about switching to that. um, You know, and I have a friend. He's on Instagram, Third Coast Boogie. He yeah. runs yeah. the Arb Dogs, too, Tim. Yeah, and he's, he's like, oh, don't worry about it, dude. You know, just send them back. They'll give you a new pair. And, you know, he's all about that foot loop. I've heard from guys that it's great. I If I was going to use the other version of the Haas, I think I'd probably buy a separate foot loop just because, I don't know, man. I, I
0: you wear weird
1: about stuff yeah and my boots they're so pretty you know like i don't want to like rip the rip the clip out of them or whatever it is the little loopy and yeah the evos have that loop too and i've just never really yeah i've just never really tried it
0: yeah so well i run the um i was running a stein foot foot loop which was fine um I found that it's kind of a one size fits all which my foot was wide enough it cinched it down fairly well, but I don't know how a smaller foot would do with it. All but right. The new recoil foot loop Dan from Recoil sent me one. And how is that? Dude, it's dude, as good as everything else Recoil makes. You got yeah, to I like their products. You got to get one. It is probably the most robust foot loop I have used. That's good to hear.
1: Yeah, I might try one. I was thinking about making that switch, but you know, I'll do it when I wear out my my current Haas. I think.
0: Yeah. No. I, I, Why I spend the money on something when you don't need to? I mean, if it's working. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And then how many?
1: Honestly, like I love my knee ascender. How many times do we really ascend throughout the course of a climb? I mean, I guess if it's like a really widespread you know oak and you're working off a number of different redirects you might ascend a little bit more often but for the most part we ascend like once or twice maybe three yeah. times a little short burst at a time you know
0: yeah i mean it depends on how you're rigging and what's going on too like recently i had to um do a willow that was you know willows they don't really grow with a central lead they all like sprawl out like a cup you know what i mean yes yeah. Yeah. and you know, if you know anything about Willows, you'll know that they don't have any good strong structural points to them just about at all. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, they suck. and so you're always setting up multiple redirects for rigging because it was over a building and stuff, and it's not like you can get out on the tips of the branches. Every <laughs> branch you cut is 30 foot long, it feels like. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I, I mean, I was climbing, and I had to do a lot more ascending there, and that knee ascender made it awesome. I mean, that was like, you know – yeah, it saves a lot of energy. Yeah, my current problem is is that I'm running a um, CMI foot ascender, and I'm not stoked on it. The webbing, that's
1: the that's the juice box, the real big one. They call it juice box.
0: I, I don't know if they call it the juice box. I've never heard that, but it's the blue one. That's it's huge, right? Yeah, it's kind of big. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, juice box. The webbing, the webbing, um, friction latch on them. Okay doesn't hold very well. So as you're climbing, the webbing… Loosens up on your foot. Loosen, and then the ascender starts to flop around on your foot, and then the rope gets bound in it, and it doesn't tend as smoothly as it should because it's no longer vertically oriented with the rope. It's kind of kicked forward. Yeah, that makes sense. So is it horrible? No. But there is a reason that the CMI foot ascender is the cheapest one available you know yeah i like the ct
1: i've always had good luck with that um
0: you tried that. i need to try that
1: yeah that's, that's, the ct is a good one um I, I like that it uh you can lock it open to put the rope on and then when you're climbing it actually stays locked closed so that you can't kick the rope out
0: yeah that's imagine the, the
1: cmi has a lock
0: like that as it well. does but the ct is the same one they use on the hoss right essentially yes yes yeah um a, a guy that's working with me now uh, he's running the camp Foot all right
1: they don't have I don't think they have a lock on them
0: they don't and the rope keeps kicking out on him and he has to, you're supposed to put a, a like an accessory beaner or something in there to keep it yeah something but that just seems yeah. cumbersome now it does it does roll. It, it sounds really annoying yeah but it rolls super fluidly. I just don't know why they can't
1: put a gate on it. I don't know either. I know they have those rollers in there that make it nice. Um, the, the Petzl Pantene is, is like that, too. There's no catch. Um, you you can buy one separately. I don't understand why it doesn't just come with it. But, yeah, you can buy one separately, a little catch, to keep it from being able to open once, whatever. Like, I, I, like I stick
0: with it. this. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I just, no, you're good. I just stick with the CT. I mean, there's no
0: reason to change. Like the fact that you can buy the Zillin with a lanyard, but not without it? Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It makes no (laughs) sense. No sense. Oh, oh well. I had a, I had a spin. So I bought a Zillin, right? And yeah, I, I really like it, but that rope in the lanyard is awful man oh that rope that comes with the the zillin that yellow and black whatever it is awful lanyard rope so yeah I I can see that it picks real bad it frays real bad It it's not very fluid across crotches or bark it's just yeah dude I love the TriTech though TriTech's good stuff
1: um, I'm interested to try the Yale Ring Yeah uh, I want really to try that
0: to Ray, keeps th- Ray keeps building me up but I gotta wait for it to get in so. Well man I told you I wouldn't keep you too long it's been about the time I told you so I'll let you go and hopefully this won't be the last time I have you on the show though it be awesome to Yeah keep up. definitely I'd like to come back sometime man yeah i mean i won't hound you all the time about it but we (laughs) that's all right (laughs) we we always seem to have good conversations which is nice it it just flows you know what i mean yeah dude yeah it's been fun man thanks for having me on no problem man and please with everything not just covid and all that which everybody's gotta worry about right now but just be safe out there man thanks man you do the same dude yeah wash your hands you know
1: that's what what they say these days
0: yeah (laughs) practice social distancing don't don't you better be cutting every log at least six foot long if you're gonna have to have somebody else help you pick it up
1: yeah man yeah i stay i I try to stay above everybody you know (laughs) (laughs) they say they say corona can't can't fly above like ten feet or so, so I think I'm all right. <laughs> That's not true. That's obviously yeah. not true. But <laughs> yeah. Don't you listen
0: know. to don't listen to zigzag man about coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Not a doctor. Not a doctor. <laughs> well, seriously, man. Thanks so much for being on the show. And I will get back with you later when we can, you know, get another episode together. And I wanna thank everybody else for listening to me and Zach talk about climbing um i don't know why you're here listening to us talk about it but i'm glad that you are Uh, (laughs) you know the industry is very cool it's been great to me um it's nice to meet people like zach so thanks man seriously yeah
1: thank you man i I like i like talking to you
0: yeah and and don't forget to give ray and kyle a hard time what's really funny is when you walk in the store and i'm on the phone with them yeah (laughs) that it gives them a real good go it's happened a few times <laughs> yeah well, that's because I'm always on the phone with Ray there you go <laughs> all right guys well, and I'm, please, I'm always there about. yeah yeah I know you are We between me yeah. and Zach we keep that place in business I think so <laughs> I don't know man <laughs> but so if you haven't go check out Gap Arbor Supply they're in Gap Pennsylvania or you can check out com, And if you've heard about them through my podcast or my videos or through uh, Zig Man's Instagram, make sure you let them know. Let them them know where you're learning about them from. And don't forget, they have, what is it? Free shipping on every order and free two day on orders over a hundred bucks.
1: Yes sir, No, no minimums on free shipping.
0: Yeah, so, and their prices seriously are competitive with everybody else. You're not going to find really a, a better deal than what you'll get from them. And they have a climber's code. Go to their website and look up the discount code. And, um, yeah, give them a go. It's worth it. Yes, sir.
1: Yep, Tree Climb. Treat Climb is your 10% discount code.
0: That's it. All right, guys. You all be safe and enjoy the podcast. And I'll wrap up with Zach off of the recording, and we'll go From there. <laughs>